Do you or anyone you know need a job? Green Mountain Dental Group is looking for an experienced office manager and bookkeeper. This is a salaried position with great benefits. The office manager's role is to organize and coordinate administrative duties and office procedures. This job requires 10 years of office manager experience and other duties include preparing payroll, monthly finances, experience with a variety of office software, ordering dental supplies, handling marketing and advertising, supervising staff. This team is an incredible group of people to work with, so please call them today if you or anyone you know is interested. 303-988-0711 or head to their website, greenmountaindentalgroup.com for further information. Right. <laughs> Funk it up. Uh, I think we're back. Ba -ba -ba -ba! <laughs> we're here. That that cut was like the Nuggets' third quarter. It yeah, was yeah. like a party had started and then Big the third, third quarter, quarter showed and it was like, <laughs> No, welcome back. We have no idea what's going on. Our software updated and we've had nothing but trouble today. I would say it's really it's weird. Like, Never update your computer. Yeah, that's the one thing. Our, our software is like very soft today. It's very soft. It's the softest of wares. It is the softest of wares. But we get to skip right into it, I guess. I, I guess I should probably say presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the promo code DMDR. What do you do? Dev, Brendan, D-line got too excited, huh? <laughs> um, guys, Nikola Jokic ties a career high, and I'm going to start off the top with being a negative Nancy. No! The entire DNVR bar groaned, which was full today. It was a great crowd, great crowd. Groaned when the timeout was called. And I got to say, a little part of me just wanted a 50-piece on Gobert, even though he wasn't Gobert wasn't even the game. Stunt on these hoes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It looked like Yoke was aware and wanted it. It kind of did. I thought uh, he was going for it down the stretch. He's. I'm telling you guys, man. Like he. Just, you were saying special, Deb, but it's true, man. Like, you know, I, I, you guys saw the pregame show. I was nervous for this game, and I and I think for good reason. Like a lot of things didn't. You know, I thought Barton played great, Faku played great, Jokic played great, but there was some t tense moments. Jazz knocked down 43 percent of their shots. They didn't. It wasn't like they didn't play well the know, way they always do. They got blown what out. But what? Yeah. But what? But what happened? Why did they get blown out? Because the Nuggets hit. Uh, three pointers well, at a, a better clip. Yeah, that's what they shot 64%. <laughs> and that is a big part of it, let's not lie. But an even bigger part is just that this dude, Jokic, man, like, he, we, we are reminded time and time again that he has other levels, other gears in him. Like, that MVP level he plays at, that's the baseline. Yep. Then he has the other level he takes it to when the team needs it. And tonight they needed it. And it was incredible. Do you, Dev, do you think he goes a little harder against Gobert and the Jazz? Yeah, and I, I've been also saying that. Whenever there's a person that's labeled the stopper or the yeah. defensive yep. guy, he decides to go at them <laughs> to like, just show them that okay. you guys are regular, you guys are mortal, you guys right, are regular yeah. people that I could just You've do got whatever I there, yeah. want. Oh. Yeah. It's like when I come in, I'm like, I'm going to be the funny one on the show. And then Brendan and Dev just wreck me the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was particularly encouraging because we touched on this on this show. You know, the numbers going down when everyone else starts to play better, that's natural. But the body language stuff, the leadership stuff, we felt like maybe that was slipping, trending in the wrong direction, playing to the refs more than playing his game. There could not be a better response than to come out in this game. You want to talk about aggressive, 22 in the first, and 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 just none of that stuff. None of that, I'm going to get in my head, play to the refs, you know, get frustrated with my teammates. He led by example with body language and was the best player on the floor from, from the first second to the last. Literally the first second. I mean, it was just like right out the yep. gate. I mean, 22 in the first quarter, and they were allowed 22. They were a lot of one-on-one oh, wow. -on -one 22. You know, 
You give it to him. Well, I guess we can go ahead and say the king of the game. There's no question here. Well, I don't remember having a discussion. About uh, we this. did not ha actually, Kale. You did this once again without even asking. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Kale thought it was assumptive of you. Compazzo had some moments, guys, but no. Jokic, 47 points. The funny thing is, the rest of the stat line's good too. 11 rebounds, five I was going to give the king of the game to Brendan. Thank you. I just yeah. like his vibes in the in the lounge. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I mean, this was a uh, one to remember. Like, so of the times the Nuggets have played the Jazz. Two have sucked. Yep. One kind of sucked because they lost, but it was close. The rest have just been bangers, bangers, man. And this one goes right in there where it's like, I just want to remember these and soak in them. Let me ask you this another question. We're going to talk more about Jokic, but vote. Jazz were on an 11-game win streak. Jazz blew a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. Jazz have so many times where it's like all eyes on Utah, and then Denver comes in and suns them. Do you think there's any type of, not message, but just any kind of like extra win you get when you beat a team like this in this moment. I think so, and you, you do have to wonder if eventually, I mean, Utah competes, and they're a great team, but if eventually there's this mental wall, right? right. Of like, What do we have to do to beat these guys? And I would have thought they had hit that wall prior to the postseason series, right? Then they come out, out yeah. they run Denver, and then it happens again, right? So, yeah, I, I do think there's a sort of mental edge thing here where, where Denver, they see Utah on the schedule, and they start salivating. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think? So, yes, absolutely. Like, the, I mean, that's the difference between uh, real sports and esports. No diss on esports, but like, there's a human compa component to real sports where uh, <laughs> the Jazz can't stop hitting three pointers. But, I mean, at a certain point, like, they don't make the big ones. They start to falter. They start to second guess themselves. They're feeling like invincible coming in. And, like, the human ego is so fragile, right? Like, it is very fragile. I mean, look it's at very me. very fragile. Look at me. I, I was on top <laughs> of the world, and then Adam says one negative thing, and I'm in bed for a week. But it's just like, I mean, it's just true. Like, you can't help but just have things creep in to where, you know, like, by all rights, they, they should have won that game if you look at those, uh, those numbers, but they just, they crumpled when it yeah. mattered. Dev, here's what I think. I want you to answer to this. Gobert is such a big part of what the Jazz do, and they stop everybody. And it just seems like when they play the Nuggets, they look back at their guy. They look back at their defense back there, you know, the guy that saves them. And they're like, okay, we're missing our cannon. We're missing, like, that thing that makes us who we are. And they know it. Like, all the players just know, like, they like Gobert. Gobert's very useful. But they know. They look over there like it's Yogesh tonight. Gobert's toast. Are we getting That's what I think. Are we getting winner shots? What's, what's we are supposed on? to be getting winner shots eventually. <laughs> yeah, we'll get the winner shots. Uh. <laughs> back to Jokic uh, and Gobert. Yeah, when your whole identity is this defensive player that's their best player yeah. when you really think about how the jazz are Ugh. put together and then you take that away what is their identity then right because Bunch there's times that you forget that gobert is a, is a good defender because of how <laughs> nikola Jokic did him today like it was yeah. at times i was like is gobert even that good <laughs> really like is, is this, this is, is my the music guy? Right here. this is your favorite song i know this is your king. Seriously, though, that's how Jokic goes at him. He goes at him and is like, oh, you guys aren't going to help? You guys thought Gobert was going to, to, to on stop one on me? One. Like, what are you doing? The, I mean, send the help, oh, everybody. Like, uh, it's just the way that he toys with him. Like, <sighs> it's just, uh, like, if you're, if you're built, built on uh, Sour Patch Kids and pettiness like I am, like, <laughs> watching Jokic perform in that way, it's just like, Every part, like I just, I just feel it. My whole body is tingling. I'm just so floating above. I watch, I watch Dave Chappelle. I watch Kevin Hart. Um, these are the people that I think are funny. Like right, those right. are the things that I'm into when I go to comedy. <laughs> I think that Jokic watches Rudy Gobert block everybody at the rim and stop everybody else. And he's and like, just laughs. this is a good show, man. <laughs> this guy 
why you bringing it tonight? This guy gets it. Like, those are the things that Jokic is into. Him being able to, like, this is the guy that you guys think can stop me. Those, I, those are the comedy things. And I honestly it. thought in that fourth oh, quarter, like, it. when oh. the things were going really poorly for the Nuggets and things got choppy, I, I made the comment. I'm like, Jokic looks calm, man. Like, I'm nervous, but Jokic looks like he's like, I guess I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> like, I guess I'm going to have to go for 50, but that's yep. fine. I will. Yep. Um, and it was like, when I saw that, I was kind of like, all right, they, they probably got this. Jokic will pull it out. I, I'm just like, how is everybody feeling about the season now moving forward? This is it, man. You go 4-1 and one on that road trip. You come back, you get this win against Utah. Like, look, there are plenty of questions to answer, all that stuff, but it's still Jokic and Murray at the top, like, there's a mountain's worth of evidence to suggest that this is the team they are and that what we saw to start the season was the floor or something close to it. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to feel good about the Nuggets right now. <laughs> a couple, real quick, because I saw a Super Chat coming, a little house cleaning. We got some not-so-great feedback on maybe how we were using the Super Chat. That's fine. <laughs> like, I, we appreciate feedback, good or bad, guys. Always let us know. We're going to, if you have a question or you want to send us a Super Chat, by all means, we appreciate it. That's always, you know. Well, like, I mean, we'll answer every Super Chat. And we'll answer every Super Chat at the end no of the pressure. show. At the no end pressure. of the show. At the end of the show. We won't interrupt the show. And, you know, shots, we'll probably do something with, like, Fridays and Saturdays. We'll probably have fun with that if there's games on Friday, Saturday. Sunday, guys, I got work to do. I got to. I'll take Adam's shot. What a no, loser. Well, whatever. <laughs> so, anyway, I just want to get that out. We, we, we really appreciate when people throw us, you know, a tip. or It's basically a tip is what I understand Super yeah, Chat. Yeah, yeah, just for, just for clarification, anybody curious. We are literally a business, so. <laughs> but we want to be. But we also want to be authentic, and we don't want to be feel like we're squeezing you. No, money no, or we're not squeezing you. Yeah. But, but we, we, we do it. help you keeping us in business. Yeah, Super Producer Kale taking notes. He'll, if we don't answer before, then we'll get to him then. Um, yeah, man. So this uh, the Jokic Gobert stuff now is just definitive. I think I have a rule, guys. Tell me if you agree with this. I think it's actually we should write the NBA a letter. Gobert cannot win another Defensive Player of the Year until Jokic wins an MVP. Because if he's the Defensive Player of the Year, then Jokic is clearly the MVP of the league. And that's just math. That's just math. Like, right. Everybody knows that. Nobody can score on Gobert except for yeah. one player. Ergo, he is the yeah. best and he needs like, to be. Take all the scratch paper you need. You can bring a calculator in. Like, uh, What it's worth, I don't think that. Rudy's on track to get one this year. I mean, Miles Turner. And I, and I think there's a little voter fatigue, so don't worry about it. You know, I don't. I, I lost count of how many screen assists Gobert had tonight, but <laughs> not I, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep enough. piling on this guy, and not because like you guys know what I said. Like I want players that are skilled to be good, and Gobert is good. He's worse clowning on him because our guy's better and just murders him. <laughs> but like he is a good player. But I will say, what did I say pre pre pregame? The Jazz hit so many threes because the pressure Gobert puts on the rim. But he's not like Jokic. He's not like most guys that are rim rollers that Dwight Howard that can beat you in a bunch of different ways if you just make him make a B plus difficulty shot he can't do it and today he got blocked by the bottom of the rim on a wide open <laughs> oh layup that was a great play like, oh, it was a great play so embarrassing but I, I honestly think I don't even think Denver did this oh, accurately Kevin Hart could never he could never come <laughs> up with material like that the Jazz make the Jazz take 47 three pointers tonight I believe which is a lot and they made 42 42.6% of them which is a lot like they did their normal thing, but I still think the the game plan on Utah is still make Gobert go for 30. Make him go for 35 because he's not going to make difficult passes. He's not going to make difficult layups. And if he gets dunks, like that's the only thing you're trying to take away is the dunk. The nope. hard layup, make him make those. Like he's he just a, can't yeah. make them. He, he's, I've been told he's elite at 
screening and rim running. Yeah, and, and blocking shots because he's shots. really long and he's really good. Today, I think he had the court one, well. I, I think he had one block shot. And then you you open up that Barton, lead, then the you tighten up on the corners head. a little bit. Yeah. You can see those Rudy Gobert dunks. You make yeah. him make tough ones. And yeah, and, and a low dose of Donovan Mitchell tonight. By the way, I, I felt like for me, yeah, dude, it was like a, a chi- like a child's aspirin version of. Uh, he was just coming back right from an absence, but nonetheless, I found that noteworthy. Um, yeah. So anyway, if you if when I woke up this morning, someone was like, Adam, how would you like the day to go? I'd be like, well, this. I'd like the Nuggets to blow out the Utah Jazz. I'd like Jokic to thoroughly humiliate Rudy Gobert. And you know what? For good measure, let's tie a car Honestly, honest, this is like, uh, like am, I, am, I, am I sleeping? I, I know. Can, I, can I, know. I wake up? This is exactly what I wanted. Like, we... We circled this game. I don't know if you guys did. I circled this game. Everyone like, had this game. Has anybody heard me uh, proclaim loudly that the Nuggets are back? The Nuggets are back. I love that. Yeah, this, yeah. Was, this is the ultimate uh, measuring stick of that. Like, the, I was sitting next to Eric tonight, by the way. The, the Nuggets were back five minutes in. The Nuggets were back after the first <laughs> yeah, quarter. The Nuggets yeah, were back at half. Guess who was right the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been right. The Nuggets are goddamn back. Like They figured it out. They have figured out how to play together. They're not just fumbling around out there. Like They're... Putting together very competent stretches, and again, this team won 11 games in a row, and we just beat the living. Yeah, it's always nice, man. And I'm telling you, there's just that something to that that Jazz team. You know, they they're gonna tell them, "Hey, we got you. Get in a playoff series against Denver." They're gonna be like, "Go Bear, we know you got it, man. We know." But in the back of their mind, they're gonna be like, "Crap, dude." In the back of our, his mind, time, he knows we have an offense and a defense, and our defense is broken. So we gotta really hit some three pointers to get this done. The best, like the peak of Gobert's success against Jokic, was a series that ended with Jokic hitting a one-on-one yeah, series clinching floater over yeah. him for hook. And that, um, you know, we should probably talk a little. No, I want to go to the good stuff first before I get to some of the negative stuff. The second guy I want to talk about tonight is going to make the, the the people in the chat upset, but I thought Will Barton tonight was this for me the second guy on, on the build. Look, there was a there was a first guy, then there was a second and a third, like everybody else way down here. But Will Barton starts that ha- first half five for five, and it makes me wonder. We've talked. There's two things I'd love to see w- with Jokic before his career's over, preferably sooner rather than later. Jokic surrounded by five elite defend or four elite defenders who are all average shooters, or Jokic surrounded by five elite shooters who are all <laughs> average defenders. Like Denver doesn't quite have either of those two things. But tonight, I felt like in that first half, we saw what because Barton was hitting, because so many guys, Jokic was hitting, because so many guys were hitting. Millsap two for two. You kind of got a taste of like, man, what would Jokic look like even if the defense wasn't good if you just surrounded him with shooting? And it turns out he just has a career high every time. Right. <laughs> Um, every James Harden, for instance, in Houston Rockets, they yep. geared their entire yep. offense to just surrounding him with shooters no because he's a player that gets the ball at all times. All of the attention's on him, and he's a great passer. Nikola Jokic is a great passer that can do a lot of things with the ball, and he also is going to find the open man. So having guys that could knock down their three ball and also play a little bit of defense, it goes a long way, and we got to see that tonight. Um, Will Barton goes five or six uh, from great, the three-point line. He was great, especially in the first half. Yo. Second half, you know, he kind of calmed down. He started taking the Will Barton shots, but right. he had already did so so much yep. for him early in the, in the game. And also, Barton is a player that just understands how to – he knows what to do around Jokic, yeah. and I yes. think that that's why he's always in the game. Yes. It's not that Barton is great, he's not playing exceptionally well, but he knows how to 
to feed Jokic's ego and also how to give him the ball at the spots that he wants. So that's just a fun like look just to see him around guys that can hit shots. Yeah, the other thing, like Barton had six assists today. Like, <laughs> it, it's not just his shooting. It's he not had just the most goal. assists. He had the mo- he had more assists than Nikola Jokic. And he's really patient with those entry passes or the pick and roll. Like a lot of guys, it's not there at first. Jokic isn't holding that position. They just swing the ball. And like in the second half, you saw Barton go like, no, the ball needs to get Jokic. I'm gonna hang out here. I'll dribble. I'll create an angle. But the ball's finding the big fella. And I just think Barton has a better sense of that to Dev's point than he gets credit for. They were the number one pick and roll duo, famously that that rookie season or sophomore season. What are those two like? They they know how to play with each other, and him in particular tonight, I thought just had some great passes. The other guy, oh, go ahead. <sighs> I was just gonna say it's not a coincidence that Nikola Jokic plays thirty seven minutes and twenty seconds. Will Barton plays thirty seven minutes <laughs> and twenty eight seconds. <laughs> they kept them on the yeah. floor oh, at I the hear, same I see time. You're saying they're every single Barton time more than Jokic. <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> Maybe this is the way to sell it to Nuggets fans for Barton because they really don't like yeah. Barton to be like, you know, Barton when he's on the court sometimes <laughs> takes bad shots. But guess what? Jokic makes a lot of shots when Barton is on the court. And it's probably not as much oh. of a coincidence as people think. Um, the other guy that I think deserves a huge shout out tonight is Compazzo. Facundo Compazzo. We, we stand a tiny king. Uh, you could call me Facu. You could call me Facu. He uh, tonight goes 19 minutes. He is a you plus five. He has 11 five. points. Two rebounds, five assists. That stat line doesn't jump off the, the, the page. And I'm going to tell you, the first half, a little shaky. And then the second half, he yeah. gets a wide open three that he airballs at a moment when Denver just needed eight. Like one shot would have stabilized things yep. and nobody could hit it. Nobody, except for Jokic. But they, nobody at that moment was hitting anything. And Capazzo airballs a three to the left. <laughs> and at that very moment, if I was Michael Malone, I pulled out. And I'm like, We're going Marcus Howard. Anybody cut, else get just, in there? You just cut Marcus. him. You cut him. Off the team. And this is why a huge hat tip to Michael Malone because you know he goes through this. He sticks with him, and from that point forward, Composo in some ways won the game for the Nugget. I know it's crazy to think when Jokic had 47, but they needed somebody to play above themselves for just a short period, and it turns out Composo was the guy. This is the absolute difference between the first part of the season and this part of the season. Jokic was putting up these Herculean so efforts true. every so true. game, the first part of the season, and we were losing them right. because as soon as he left the floor, like it just became an unmitigated disaster. We couldn't, we didn't have anybody that could stabilize. Everyone was just sort of running around, not knowing their role. Um, and so just having, uh, you know, Faku Campazzo has been a winner everywhere he's gone. And there's something to that. Like, he just has, like, a stabilizing force about him. Like, he doesn't always make the right play. He's very tiny. We've seen this. Uh, but today he, he looked like the player that we thought we were going to get, which is uh, so heartening. You said that uh, Malone, it would have been right or it would have been just something that you should have done was to take Faku out, especially when things started to go down for him. And then he hits a big shot right after that. Faku played great game. But he was excellent in the second half. Yeah. He played like he was out of his mind in that second half. Um, and he also got the chance to close the Jazz out because yeah. he was playing so well. The trust factor, he's in the trust circle. He went over Monte <laughs> Morris. He went over Monte so Morris true. to close out the game, oh, which wow. shows that Malone is actually like feeding the hot hand. It's not yeah. like you're just taking him out of the game. He's feeding yeah. the person that's doing exactly what they have to do. And Faku did a lot today. 11 points, 5 assists. A lot of those passes just... You don't know how they get there, but they get exactly where they're supposed to do. And oh, A-plus passes. The one to Michael Porter was oh. like, it looked like a broken play, and he was like, nope, I was luring Gobert. You know, like, Gobert, like the little giant <laughs> coming out. Like, oh, no, I got, I got fooled. And then he I don't added, hate Gobert, guys. I just, you know. I do, hate, I do just like him. I it's fine. I don't I hate him as a person. Oh, no, no, no. I, I hate him. As a person. You're like, yeah. yeah. Right. No, but he also had, he also had one to Jokic 
that was just like a, an incredibly beautiful pass, like a pick and roll pass. Looked like he was going up for a little jump hook. Oh yeah, defense. Two defenders jump at him, and he lays it to Jokic for a little layup, wide open layup. And just, I, and I also thought we saw a little bit of what. I mean, the Nuggets coaching staff was high on Faku as a defender. Yeah. And in, it was rough at first in this transition of the NBA. A lot of fouls. Yeah. At, 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 in the very yeah, beginning, yeah, 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 yeah. a lot of fouls. But, like, he moves his feet. He <laughs> flies around. You know, effort is not... Sometimes guys just shoot right over the top of Faku or he picks up a silly foul. But it's a, it's a rare moment when he's not in the right place or he's not exerting the appropriate amount of effort. That dude, uh, he plays hard. Yeah. Man, I will say that the, we talked about the air ball. He got a wide open three, I think, on the very next possession. And it was like not a coincidence. confidence level, 0% for me. But for him, 100%, I, he was just like, I'm open. I don't know if you remember, I audibly screamed, no. <laughs> and then it went in, and, I, and then I, I had to finish out my no, but then I turned it to a you yes. You need guys like that. Honestly, what it reminded me of is it reminded me of Jokic last game. 0 for 5. <laughs> you would think anybody else probably stops shooting. Yoke, yoke keep shooting. Composo keep shooting. Gotta have, Gotta have that memory. short memory. So huge fun com- com- composo game. Uh, let's hit our first break because we got to get some breaks in here. Ooh. But on the other side, third quarter strikes again, guys. We have to talk about some of the negative. Also, Gary Harris. Gary Harris. <laughs> MF. And a adductor. I never heard what an adductor was until I followed the Nuggets. And now it's like, now it's just, it's I like, just count on three adductors. Gonna make some t shirts. Yeah, exactly. With um, the, the abductor, abductors. I think there's abductor and adductor, and they're two different mo- This is what I know about adductors now. So. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNBR. <laughs> Get out of the house and check out the ice skating rink in Tooping Hill at Breckenridge's farmhouse in Littleton. $3 to skate with your own skates, $6 for the, for the rental skates. Gail. It's family friendly. You wanna grab a winter shots from the thing? Sign up on their website and head to breckenridgebrewery.com to check out hours of Operation, take the family, get out of the house, drink delicious beer, and eat some extremely tasty food while the kid will stay out of your way and out of your hair. Also, Breck Brew, if you're just looking to try some at home, have you heard about the Mile High City Copper Lager? Uh, it's the Denver Nuggets themed beer, as you expect. We drink it a lot here at DNVR Nuggets. If you're not sure where to find it, Google the Breck Beer Locator. It'll tell you where to find what flavor you're looking for, what kind of beer you're looking for, down to a tenth of a mile. Check out Breck Brew. What are you drinking? Breck Brew. <laughs> I've got the lager, baby. Mile High Copper? No, no, no. Just the lager. Oh, the lager, yeah. The lager. What is it called? Lager? Just lager? Well, it's trans- called the lager. The Mile High Cop. The, no, just the Breckenridge Lager. Yeah. All right. Transition <laughs> now from the damn good beer to the damn good beef. We're talking about Haddle, Hassle Cattle Company and their Wagyu beef, the official steak of the World Food Championships. The W. Hassle free. Haggle free, too. The WFC is held in Dallas and has had 1,500 chefs from 45 states and 20 countries competing. Uh, it's the Super Bowl of food sports. Hassle Cattle Company. They took it home. Uh, check out HassleCattleCompany.com. Use promo code DNVR. 10 for 10% off your order. That's DNVR10 for 10% off. Any orders over $200, trying to order that beef in bulk, you bulk get free shipping. Free shipping. So check them out. Tell them we sent you. Let us know what you think. And uh, we promise you will not be disappointed. How come the marbling hasn't made it into that read yet? The, yeah, marbling, marbling. I know. There's keywords that we need to really put in there for Tell about the marbling people. Uh, you didn't get any beef, though, right? So you don't yeah, know. You don't, know. Marbling, so you don't actually yet. know about the marbling. Beef, you know what? I'm going to bring you I'm going to bring you a, a steak. Please I will do. bring you one steak. I have so much. I can barely fit them all in my freezer. I got so many. I was on that Hawaii trip. You don't do the ad reads, Dev. I would give you some, but there would be no. Absolutely. I'm a part of the company. But there's no value to me personally if you got to try this delicious steak. Dude, those are big. The winter shot. This is one of the cool things about if you winter come to the DNVR bar, 
when the Nuggets win, you get a free shot at the end to Let's celebrate. And they're Absolutely. usually like very fruity and not that not strong, which is the type of uh, shot I like. It's I also like, one of the cool parts of working at DMV. It's also one of the true This nuts. is dedicated to our commenters. We love you. We're Ooh. sorry you have mixed feelings well about Will Barton. So long we're going to get through this together. Go Nuggets, we're back! <laughs> to the three down voters, big ups to all our haters. Oh, that was like a full drink. <laughs> I had to like, take like two drinks of that. <laughs> The Rocky um, is so much easier. So than I that. see. Uh, it must, we must have oh, a doctor in our midst gross. here, guys, because I'm told the oh, man. I, adductor. I, one of them. I had it saved here, and then I lost it. One of the adductors or abductors opens the legs. Yeah. The other one closes the legs. Yeah, that's yeah, what that, the muscles do. Those, that's how muscles. Do you know work. which yeah. one's which? <laughs> I don't know which one's which. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. That's what adductor moves the leg inward. Okay. Abductor outward. There you go. So now you know the nuggets. So if tear that's all wrong, go ahead and uh, direct your hate at Nick Catheros. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the nuggets somehow just have a, a way of d- destroying everything. So speaking of adductors or abductor, I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> speaking of gr- groin strains, uh, Gary Harris, man, no, this is actually. I mean, we're joking and laughing. Oh, we're really bringing this down because this is brutal. Gary Legit, has yeah. struggled with this in the past, and it wasn't a minor thing. It wasn't, and we don't know. Adductor strain, it could be like he's had this injury before, so we're being extra cautious. Right. right. It could be that. We don't know. Or it could be that, like, yo, remember the last time Gary became not good again for two years? It was because of this. And, I know. And it sucks because Gary Harris really was sneaky back. Legitimately trending up, and it wasn't just the finishing at the rim, which is up, the shooting from three, which is up. It's the assists. There's a play to start this game where you go, ooh, Gary off the dribble? Right. Gary running a pick and roll? Yeah. He was playing, and obviously playing great defense. He always does. Always does. He was trending up, man. This is, and look, again, we don't know timelines yet or whatever. But we don't know anything about anything. it. But like, potential overlap of missed games with Gary Harris and P.J. Dozier, the defense trending up. I mean, this is this yeah. is bad news. You got to uh, You got to think. Hopefully that this was just more preventative than anything. Like, you really got based hope on that. his history, really like, got hopefully hope that. felt like a little twinge and they just shut it down. Um, because you're right, like this is this has been the injury that has uh, derailed Gary Harris's progression, like that has kept him from the player that we all thought he was going to be. It's just like repeated core injuries over and over. So, yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, you just, whatever. And I think that's the thing that makes it scary because I don't remember a Gary Harris play like where this could have happened. Right, it kind right. of came out of nowhere. Yeah, when, did it, when did it happen? So a lot of times you can see when something happens, you're like, okay, like it makes sense. But now I don't remember, and it just kind of went out of nowhere. And, and I'm sure as soon as he got out of the game is when Utah went on their run. Um, Gary Harris is a player that has been up and down. Um, but one thing that we've been seeing is that he has been trending in the right direction. He has been doing a lot of things that he wasn't typically doing, passing the ball. Um, he's a rhythm player with his shot and, right. and, and everything. So hopefully it was prevented, preventative like we've been saying. Yeah. And so people, I shared this to somebody because people were trolling Barton for somehow today online. Like, Barton is stinking ruined in the third quarter. And I'm just like, I can't believe this. And I put it out there because people didn't realize the stat, even though I've said this a million times. <laughs> the Nuggets starting lineup with Will Barton is the third best offensive lineup in the NBA this wow. season. Minimum 50 minutes. And they've played like almost 300 minutes. Like they have a huge – and that's going to go – that was before tonight's game. That's going to go up because the Nuggets were absolutely right. on fire. They might be number one again. It's very good chance the Nuggets will be that lineup with Barton and Gary Harris and Paul Millsap, three guys that we think of as like, can we trust them off it? That lineup is no, going to be number one, two, or three – going into tomorrow yep. and you know Gary Harris is a part of that and especially with him starting to knock down shots and being you know even more reliable off the drive this or that you know you like it and I think more than anything it's continuity that lineup we first saw debut yep. three seasons or four seasons ago and now to be here four seasons later and having it the flip side 
three weeks ago, we're looking at the Nuggets backcourt rotation and we're thinking, there's so many guys. Like, where does, how does Faku even fit in? They don't even need him. Well, ironically, we're only a month and a half into the season and already we're at a point where we're looking at it and going like, <laughs> RJ Hampton's probably going to play yeah. now. Pazzo's probably going to play yeah. 15 plus minutes now. Yep. Monte's going to move into a starting role, probably. So all of a sudden that Nuggets depth is seeing like it's a necessity. That ev- this is the true of every single NBA season. Every the, season, all that we do is, is, at the beginning is we fret about who's going to be starting, who's yep. in this, what are the lineups, who's out of the lineups, who's out of the rotation. And it's like no one is out of the rotation. Like somebody we will get hurt, somebody will step up to play. Like it's a war of attrition. This plays out over and over again. There's a lot of games. There's a lot of circumstances that come into play. Like so, you just need a bunch of good players, and you need uh, players that are young and uh, not just expecting minutes, you know, like that can stay ready and be on the bench, ready to go, eager to make their mark. I mean, RJ Hampton is absolutely that. Um, I'm a little nervous about just because he's a little bit like over zealous when he gets in. But, but, you know, I think ultimately this is going to be good to be able to give a little bit of a rise, like we talked about before, to the next iteration of the Nuggets, the youth movement, like what comes next, the, the, the core of our core, you know, right. like, yeah. so, and that, that's what an NBA seat, that's why, that's why you don't just fast forward to the playoffs, like, right, man. it's, it's a whole, you just see what, what plays out over all of these games, so we'll see what happens. Dev, are you wanting to see RJ Hampton more, how, how would you hope that the lineup sort of adjusts now that two, looks like two guys might be out? So the thing is, I don't care to see RJ Hampton, like per se, I just think that it it answers a lot of questions that a lot of fans and a lot of people wanted to see as far as giving Faku more minutes and what he does with those minutes as a backup. Also, it answers the question of Michael Porter Jr. off of the bench because maybe now that elevates him into the starting role. Oh, Barton and, shifts over. Barton mm-hmm. Yeah, and you see the shift over from Barton because he's he's played the, the three guard. I mean, yeah. the three spot. You played, he played him at different spots. He plays the shooting guard. So I think that that answers those type of things. Then you also get to have um, with them going off of the bench, you, you get to have the next man up off of the bench. So now R.J. Hampton gets to play with the second unit, and that puts him in a different role right. where he's not just out there running helter-skelter. He, he's like a guy that they have to go through, and they have to rely on at times. So I think it answers a lot of questions just having uh, Gary out. That also gives him time to rest and then get his body right as well. So there's a lot of other questions that I, that I think is answered when, uh, when one person goes down, not just particularly Gary Harris, but just anybody. Do you think this is a good time to move Michael Porter? I mean, look, two games in a row now that he has kind of gone into the doghouse. Michael Porter has. And I think, like, fans I know, rightfully so, are nervous about this. I'm nervous about it a little bit. Not as much as fans are. But I'm nervous about it a little bit because the truth is Michael Porter's so talented that they need him. They can't keep putting him in the doghouse when he plays bad. And granted, tonight I thought he played really bad in, in a very key stretch. But why can't they? Like, can't he just stop playing bad? Can't, can't who? Like, it's not about, like, do we punish him if he plays bad? Like, that's the issue. It's well, the like, issue. Faku tonight. He needs to stop to playing play bad. Through it. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, well, yeah. But he, well it, Faku tonight played bad, and they stuck with him, and then he played good. That's what Michael you're saying. Right. Had multi- no, I'm saying, like, um, it, it. I don't think we should worry about how Malone is handling Michael Porter Jr. Like, to me, in, in my world, like, Michael Porter Jr. needs to stop right. putting that on Michael Malone right. where he needs to take him out because he is playing poorly. Michael sure. Porter Jr., the last two games has come out absolutely on fire where you're like, yep, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike. And then the second half, you're like, "All right, Mike. what are you doing, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. No, Mike. Oh, they're the no mistakes Mike. that are like just, I mean, the one, I, I tweeted this one out, but it was a really tough sequence. He 
you could tell he just wanted to shoot it. Like he he had the, he doesn't do this too often. I really don't think so. But this was a play where he didn't read the court at all. Jokic wide open, yeah. forty seven points. Jokic wide open, and he's like, no, I got to get this tough contested fall away. Then goes down on the other end, tries to make a hero rotation that wasn't his rotation to make, and his guy is wide open for a corner and gets a three. And I don't think Malone pulled him off right after that, but no. it wasn't long after that. And those are the types of plays that but, that kill you. But here's the other thing: is I'm sorry, but just a quickly like the. Um, when Michael Porter Jr. does well, like he is exalted by this team. Like they lift right. him up on the show. Like he is so praised when he does well. And the other side of that coin is like he needs to be put in check when he does poorly. Like that's just how it works, unfortunately. So, like I don't, I personally have no problem with the management of Michael Porter Jr. I might be in the in the minority. I mean, this has been a conversation we've had literally every time Michael Porter Jr. has been. Uh, available to play in a, yeah, an NBA seriously. games over the last two years, but to me, like I just see, like he's making a lot fewer mistakes, but like he just he just needs to play better. Like that's just it. I hope, hopefully, you you break it down and like you know your series the list because I think a lot of fans think that we just attack Michael Porter Jr. or we place blame on him as being um, the guy that's just like the scapegoat. Um, Michael Porter Jr. like he does not shoot bad. He's been you know right. he's been on fire offensively. And I just think that's what he shoots. I don't even think he's on fire. Yeah. On fire is like 80%. Yeah, yeah. 55% he, he, is normal. He's not playing bad on offense, and that's what we like right. grade him off of. Right. But if you were to just, in the, in the fans' minds, if they just put Will Barton in Michael Porter Jr.'s body, you get to see the, right, the right. mistakes that he does make. Right. Because there's a lot of defensive mistakes and just a lot of running around and not knowing where to be on the floor, and that's what like really makes it hard for him. I, I, I pointed this out. One of the Nuggets go to, like, we're bleeding. We need a bucket. Play calls for this cro diagonal screen, like, like a wedge screen for Jokic to get the ball. Well, they called that play specifically out of a timeout tonight, and Michael Porter didn't run it. And you see Jokic look at him like, dude, you can't blow up a play when we're hemorrhaging. This is like of all times to pay attention. So it's little mistakes like that. But, again, I don't want to rag on Michael Porter too hard because no, I think fans think that not. we're, like, rooting against him, this or that. <laughs> no. Like, irrationally <laughs> high Irrationally on high on him. But it's just that it's such a weird balance that Malone is in between like we're in year two. You've actually been here for three years because you set the bench. You should should have been filing things away even then. But you're here in year two, and we're still having you not know the basic go-to play that we always run when we need a we need a bucket here or helping out of a weird spot that's so clearly not yours. That being said, vote and this is what I want to ask you. That's amazing. Plays twenty minutes tonight is a plus eight. He makes mistakes left or right. But it's like he's so talented that it's often still a net positive for him. And this is the weird balance of it is like it's hard to know what you're supposed to do with him. And weighing these things against each other. And I think the weight is even more difficult for a head coach who is naturally inclined to weigh those little things more heavily, right? right. And and not every minus two is created equal. Like, okay, they just scored because Faku was in the right spot, but they scored over the top of him. Right. Or they just scored because Mike literally doesn't know, like, what day of the week it is. And I just think the latter, I think, I, in, if you're probably from a coach's perspective, far more concerning, far more deflating. And so I think that's why it stands out more as well. And I've talked about this, the plus minus, in addition to it never being like a perfect representation, we've cited it probably more than we should, but it's still whatever. But one way that it really doesn't highlight, and I've talked about this a lot, and tonight was a perfect example of it. It happened with Plumlee and Torrey Craig last year. You start the second quarter. Faku picks up two quick fouls. Michael Porter picks up two quick fouls. Mm. You're four foul. You, you're almost in the bonus. There's nine minutes to go. Those guys check out of the game. Mm -hmm. Starters check back into the game, and Utah gets to play more than half of the quarter in the bonus, and they just keep going to the foul line. And 
Who gets penalized for that from a plus minus or a defensive rating standpoint? It's the starters. But we know that anytime a team plays in the bonus, their defensive rating goes through the roof because they they're it's so much easier to score on them. But so again, like Right, but we'll never be able to answer this big question, or, or maybe we will. Like, what's worth it? What's worth right, it? Do you right. play him through it? And so, would you, de- like, you said maybe you can, but would you? Would you start MPJ now, Barton at the two, in Harris's absence? So, I've been, I've been a person that says, like, trust the process, what you've already been going through. I think that for now, right now. We say don't skip steps usually, but <laughs> I mean, whatever you want to say. That's what you guys say. And then I say something else. Yeah, right, I actually right. the one you that don't... said trust the process. Oh, you came up with crazy. that? Not everyone knows that. You guys didn't know that. We didn't um, know it all. But I don't think right now it's it's a, a issue for Michael Porter Jr. off of the bench just because he still does need to learn the place. He still <laughs> does need to know his defensive assignments. He still does know how to move or like need to know how to move around on the floor. You're just not a guy that we're just going to give the ball to and you just go score and then that's yeah. all you have to bring to it to the team. The yeah. Nuggets are not geared towards that. If they were geared towards that, maybe I think it would be okay. But when you have a player like Nikola Jokic, one of the best players in the entire world, you're not the go-to guy. So you yeah. have to learn how to fit in and where you should be. So right now, I don't think so until he finally figures it out. So I think that Malone is doing the right thing and like saying, hey, this is how you're going to be the best player that you could possibly be forever. Not just right now because right. we need it's these great wins. Point. It's it's like the long view, like just down the road, we're going to need you a lot more than right now when you're just out there scoring. No. Okay, a lot of players in this league can score. We need you to Jordan be Clarkson the best score. Michael Porter Jr. that you can be. And yeah. I think that, that bringing him off the bench until he learns it is the right thing. So start Monte then, would you? Jamal at the he two? He understands everything. Mm. <laughs> he that's, does, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a guy that and, then, and then maybe it takes the ball, puts the ball into Composo's hands on the second unit right. more so. And let's be honest, I think that's where Composo is going to be most comfortable. I don't think it's a coincidence that he played well after playing so horribly, yep. but getting to close. Because there is something of a like... You, the more, especially for a point guard, the more you're on the court, the more you just get to read how the game is going. Absolutely. And so an up and I, I would be buying from Composo stock over the next couple of weeks as it from appears com- he's gonna Composo coin. Composo coin. Composo coin, guys. If we all band <laughs> together and buy in <laughs> to the to moon, the, moon. Baby, to the rocket ship. Um, a guy that was also uh, just it's redundant to keep talking about how reliable he is, but Jamichael Green, man, this guy Dude, it's stupid. tonight he's a plus 11, 9 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal. That stat line doesn't tell the story, man, nope. because some of the shots he hit, some of the rebounds he, he grabbed, hit, yeah. some of the defensive plays he made were like so timely. He's one of those guys where it's like, Compesos. Compesos. <laughs> That's, That's really good. That's Some Compesos. Good. <laughs> good job. Ice Adam, under Adam's fridge. The ice under Adam's fridge. <laughs> oh, my, the, my burner accounts are better than me. Your like, burner uh, accounts are way better. Way better than, way better than me. It's really insulting. Um, any Jamichael Green note, or is it just like Dude, we could just start talking because he, he's always consistent? The, like exactly what you're saying. Like he hit a three pointer that essentially like took the game For, fourth we, quarter, first point on the, the rocks, hit the hit the. Yeah, the three pointer, the first shot of the third quarter or fourth quarter, made it a fifteen point game, and it was like, okay, whatever, let's go. Like that was the deep breath moment of the game. Whatever for we sure. said about Jamichael Green in the last post game is run the same back. thing. <laughs> just run it game. back. Just keep running it back. Rinse, um, repeat. I'm just gonna pre-write those player grades every night. Jamichael <laughs> Green played well. He hit a three. They're like, yeah, they're like, he played well against the 
box? Maybe yeah, right. wait, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Erase. Uh, yeah, that's very yeah, funny. Find, find and replace. <laughs> Let's talk about the third quarter blues because if there is a cloud hanging over the Nuggets, it's that for whatever reason. And it's funny. What's it's actually ironic about this is I want to see what that starting unit's offensive net rating is or offensive rating is in the first quarters because in the third quarter, it sure seems like it sucks. First and fourth quarters, it dominates. But third quarter, man, they just they go through these cold spells. And I think this one... If it weren't for the history of the Nuggets blowing the third quarter, I would say that this one had more to do with the most frustrating call that is consistently called oh in the NBA, God. which is a Mike Conley pump fake. It's not always him. Like every player in the NBA does this, including Nuggets players. Pump fake and then jump two feet to the side. Like a, it was such an unnatural shooting motion to draw the foul. And referee on the baseline, for whatever reason, is like, you know what? This is a good time to just call, get in here. I don't understand. I don't understand why they can't get rid of this. Like, where you can't just be like, all right, listen, there is the letter of the law and there's the spirit of the law. And like, when you watch something like that, you have to just be, as a referee, be like, that's stupid. I can't Because you know that. what sells more than, I really believe this. You know what sells right now in the NBA more than anything? Three point shooters going off. And they just, it, 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 we hate this. But part of the reason that the rules are so tailored to the perimeter right now is because it's way more fun for the average viewer to watch Damian Lillard go for 47 or Steph Curry go for 47 than it is for Jokic to go for 47. And I think that the reason that's like that is because then it, you're, it's so hard. It's like it's like the quarterback. You can't hit the quarterback too hard right. for safety reasons, partially, but also because we just want our quarterback to, to throw some throw bombs. 5, yards, like, baby. We want, we want like five I'm, touchdowns. I'm with you, except for that it's the most disruptive part of the sport is to have... Uh, the whistle blow. But the auxiliary benefit like, is that people don't that get they too look, close. They just look, well, I guess so. Yeah, guess you don't so. close you out hard because you, gotta, yeah, you, you can't guard really them. Like, it's it. disgusting. You but it, it ruins the game in the moment. And uh, you should think about that, NBA. You're, I mean, look, you're effing up. And until the refs change that, like the most efficient result of a possession like for any player yeah, to get is to be fouled a on a three-point shot. Oh, right, yeah. So three why, freebies, would you, why would you not hunt that out until yeah. those calls go away? Yeah, this isn't on Mike Conley. Did we supposed to? You know who the real Nuggets killer was tonight? Bogdanovich, Dude, man. He just hit another three, like just, <laughs> now. <laughs> just now. Five of ten. I'm surprised he was only five of ten here. Eight of thirteen from the field overall, twenty-nine. Like he really is a nuggets. I killer. am so glad he didn't play in that series, dude. <laughs> Can you imagine? You know what's funny? Tonight's game, Bogdanovich and Barton. X Factor. Right. Oh yeah, neither one was in it. Last the BB year. game, baby. <laughs> Big BVB. Bill Barton and and Bogdan <laughs> Boyan Bogdanovich. Bill Barton. Third quarters though. That, that what's our works. uh? Vote, what's our level of concern for this third quarter? Whatever it is. Big, are big, because it's a. You know, you pointed out tonight's can be explained, but this is a pattern, right? And is it energy? Does it seem like energy and and a mental approach to you guys? Like I don't know. They they're doing everything right to close those second quarters of late. All they have to do is play great for five minutes out of the gate in the second half, and this game's over. And it just seems to me like they come out kind of lollygagging. I don't know. The thing that I that I take into consideration with it is they play so well in the first half. They play so good to close out the first half that there's not a lot of things that Malone can discuss or talk to them about. Mm. As opposed to the, the, uh, the opposing team, they get to go through, these are the things that you did not do well. Jamal Murray was very hot in the first quarter. Let's try to slow him down. And they do every single time. Then the second unit comes in and they play exceptionally well. You have things that you have to work on. Then, like, let's how, let's try to get Gary Harris moving. Today they didn't have Gary Harris, so that played into that third quarter. But there's, there's so many things that the other team gets to talk about that Malone or the Nuggets don't. So... I think that it just becomes easier for teams to adjust to the Nuggets, but then the Nuggets don't have to do 
as many adjustments because you will be talking about Damn. past games. Kale, do we have any uh, uh, super chat questions or no? Uh, there's a couple of super chats. We can get to those now because, guys, surprise, surprise, Nikola Jokic. Post game workout still not at the podium. So Harrison Wind waiting a little. The, the we love one? that he's doing the post game workouts. We love it. We do. And he's not doing this specifically to be mean to the media. I don't think. I don't. Mm. I can't follow you there. You think he's doing this honestly? <laughs> like, like, he's like, I know that the time frame's gonna be like. It's funny. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, our guy Harrison doesn't have a deadline. You know, I'm such a nice boss. You can attest to this. I'm such a nice boss. I'm not like you got to be in. But like the Denver Post or they, some of these guys, they do have like 20 minutes to get your gate your gamer Dude. in like mike singer's always sitting there like stressing out <laughs> i got six minutes to write my story and i need <laughs> I to talk to those guys it's like let's just leave i love up. the idea that like uh the pettiness of nicole Jokic should fuel him to be the mvp of the league but he's like just works out to avoid you and, like, the ancillary <laughs> benefit is he just gets jacked <laughs> all right we got some super chat questions we're gonna get to them now what do we got don't, oh, I can, can somebody read that has better eyes than me? Yeah. Does that say 250? Don't spoil this winning uh, night with we're, currency we're values. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, this is not a question. We did have a question earlier from Eric asked. Who, oh, that's not a question. Who, who asked <laughs> well, who's I, better, I, I, I Jokic or Embiid? Yeah, well, oh, okay, I got you. Right, yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for the thank yeah. We thank him. Thanks for the super chat, John. Never let Nikola Jokic leave. Dude, I'm telling you, man, like. I don't want to start anybody worrying about this because it's so far away. And I oh, honestly boy. think you already did that once. On the internet. Yeah, and I already did it once. But I'm saying like that Arenado thing makes you think. And I'm just uh, like, no, Yoke, dude. If Yoke gives like if Yoke gave us 15 years in Denver, they will all be good. Every single one of them. I was just he is good, such bro. a gift. He is such a gift. I'm telling you, man. He like is he is an absolute gift of this. City. And he I'm is an a, c- comparison the is the death of joy. Is that what? Yeah, that, and it's true. And like I don't want to make it sound like watching Carmelo wasn't fun or watching <laughs> Iverson wasn't fun or this or that. But I'm telling you, man. Like Jokic just on a night to night basis. Every single night to me is like watching like my favorite band or watching my a favorite movie, but with a different something different about it each time. It's just every single one is like. Dude. This is awesome. We we keep like coming here to watch games all the time, and <laughs> it takes up a pretty large percentage of my life. It is a lot and of my life. It's amazing. I wouldn't do I, like if I was not doing this, I would be doing this, but just at home. Exactly. Yeah. And I would, I would be in the comments, super chatting I would you be, guys. Yeah, I would be. I'd be like, drink some Rocky, you goddamn losers, yeah. just like you guys are, uh, which we will. Uh, but it's. I mean, it is just. Su- it's such a treat. It, it just lightens my mood. It lifts my spirits. I love watching him play. Like I was in the worst possible headspace as, oh, as far man. as Denver sports were concerned. I love this one from Eno. I think baby. it says Eno there. So super chatting because I got fifty on Joker MVP before the season at plus 3,400 and he's now plus 500. So I'm giving Ooh. y'all some because you started the notion. Oh, hell yeah. I love that. First of all, you, you have a buyout. Out. Do you have a buyout? But here's the thing. The buyouts are going to start tonight. Tomorrow's buyout. Hold. Tomorrow's buyout. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love this. Diamond hands. Dude, I'm telling you, we Diamond should start hands. this. We should start this. It depends how much he gonna has get, it for, though. Everybody's going to start getting these buyouts right now for Jokic and after tonight's 47 piece. And it wasn't on national television, but it did. Everybody that was watching basketball was watching this game tonight because it was the one on. I'm telling you, guys, be, hold. hold. Keep holding. They're going to offer you, I'm guessing on a $50 buy-in at $3,400, they are probably going to offer you $150 tomorrow. They're going to offer you. Uh, yeah, for me, for probably having a rough day as known Jokic hater. <laughs> I made yeah. so much money off Jokic today because uh, I believe in him and I love like, him deeply. Jokic again? Oh. <laughs> I really hate the way this guy is the best player in the league. It's killing me. Uh, thank you, David. I appreciate um, it. I'm telling you, hold. I like it. Hold the Joker bet, man. Like, he's not he's not stopping. I mean, he went through a little slump. Like we were talking about, like we'll see if it keeps going. It's not a slump anymore. It's over. It's like 
This is who he is. This is who he is. Thank you, Gazi. Yeah, that's right, that, right. Um, do you guys? Jeez. Uh, who is better, Jokic or Gobert? <laughs> Eric, thank you for the alley oop to end all. Well, let's see. If, if we're talking defensively, it's a question because Jokic gets a lot of steals. Uh, That's right. You yeah. Know, like, yeah, it's pretty close defensively. And like, I don't know. I saw the defense tonight. It didn't seem to be very effective. I mean, I would uh, say it was ineffective. It was I would also say uh, Gobert is better because I've learned you're only able to measure players by how much they make, which was why Paul Millsap was bad previously. Right, yeah. right, that's right. Go Gobert is a better player than Jokic because he is a super max player. Suck on that, you jazz fans. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, uh, apparently Adam drinks like his sister. Facts. I'm assuming is... Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm not it's a not drinker. Quite a drinker. I'm not a drinker, so it's, uh, it's all right. <laughs> light beer. Bad, bad, bad light shot beers. Yep, light, light, light beers. Um, is that... Did we get through him? I'm still waiting on Harrison. He says... Harrison says five minutes. Is Harrison lifting weights? <laughs> that would explain a lot. <laughs> would Coming in just absolutely he just comes out more handsome. Like, it's like, like, yeah. I'm like, dude, the Peloton doesn't help your biceps. What's going on here? <laughs> You're doing Her something Harrison, else. Yeah. Harrison's the new Marlo, you know what? Ooh. He's the new Marlo. I like that. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yes. One of the best ones Dude, in the NBA. It was a rivalry right when Denver came. It was a rivalry going into the playoffs last year, but it was especially a rivalry after the three-one comeback. That solidified it. I'm sorry, like it's, uh, there's, it's, no I don't, question. People think of rivalry in that traditional sense of like the '70s Steelers hated and stabbed a guy because they hated him. So like, no, it's not, it's not like that. <laughs> Yo, that's coming. Yeah, yeah. That's coming. It, it might be coming. Yeah, the fans like, haven't killed well, each other. Well, Utah, yet. And Denver are really like, been stuck in our homes. Utah, and Denver <laughs> are kind of the, or Colorado and Utah. Are like so you're describing same, literal yeah, crime. They just one state flows into the other. They're both gorgeous states. Like they're actually super chill. Share the mountains. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're good states. Oh. Uh, when I'm done talking, yes, absolutely. <laughs> what the hell was that? Cam. 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 Super interesting. You know when like PJ Dozier chucks up an uncontent, like a three with no one in rebounding position? PJ Dozier just called a timeout while Jokic was backing down uh, Gobert. How miserable would you be if you had to just if you had to cheer for Gobert every game? Dude, I Please say this all the how time. Terrible he is. Dude, I swear to God, Jazz fans are only pretending to be excited about screen assist. There's no way anybody is actually <laughs> like. You know what though? This is a real impact, and it is a real impactful thing. It's just nobody's excited about it. Yeah, I know. When like when we were carrying water for like Wilson Chandler or whatever, we're just like he's incredible, and then later on you're like, oh, be, he had his, he had his flaws. It'd like, be more like if we were like. You know, those Euro fouls Jokic gives really stop fast breaks. <laughs> like, like, he's actually, actually the best in the NBA at fouling well, in the backcourt. Like, if you look at Denver's fast break those called, prevention. Uh, those are called screen blocks. What people don't realize about Hartenstein's five minutes per game. <laughs> when he runs into guys out there. Yo. Gobert, like, he, he gets saved from the Gobert, Utah Gobert, wins. Gobert, I love it. Gerber. <laughs> Gerber. Gerber. Yeah, Gerber baby, baby, baby food. Uh, but he gets Dude, saved by I Utah. I did not ask for this. Did somebody pay for this? Oh, yes. Uh, Eric. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. We, uh, we've been getting... Relentlessly, I'll uh, take it. Really? Yep. You'll take mine. Yeah. Hey, I got you. Such a baby. But but yeah, back to what I'm saying. Like, you, actually, Utah's take, winning is why Gobert is like doing so well. It's true. If if they started losing, he would just have such a big fall. It's like when Draymond yeah, Green, when when the Warriors are winning every single time, everybody loved Draymond. He was one of the best players in the league. As soon as Dude, they lost a year, Draymond it was slander. down. I won't hear Diddy Draymond no, slander. It's not slander. Yeah. That's just what it is. Like, he's not viewed as the same player anymore because they're not winning as right. many games. As soon as they had their losing gear is when we stopped looking at Draymond as one of the best players in the yeah. entire we're league. Get, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but there is a universe in where Denver and Utah match up. Denver beats him, and the Utah Jazz are just like, we have to trade him. Like, I'm sorry, this oh, is man. not the path to success. Yeah, but, but then that, he's in that 
categories or the category of players where you'd like you could literally only trade him for like John Wall or right, Russell yeah. Westbrook. Oh my god, can you imagine <laughs> if it just completely tanks their entire result? All right, we'll hit our last break. Harrison Wind on the other side right now talking to Jokic, asking him all those Zavelli. great questions. But first we gotta oh, yeah. Zavelli. I don't know who bought this for. Can you shout out whoever? Um, this was, Eric. Oh, Eric. This was purchased by a myriad of folks, but mainly it was uh, yelled at us by a lot of people. Oh, to the really? commenters. Uh, yeah, to the commenters. I didn't plan on drinking on a Rock Sunday. Rock yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, folks, time and time again, the one thing that will protect oh, you against God, economic so downturns good. is a holistic education that allows you to adapt into varying careers. Go and build your toolbox at MSU. Look, right now, it's all about that balance of safety and convenience. A lot of folks are having to choose. A lot of folks are having to make sacrifices. You do not have to sacrifice your education. You do not have to choose. With MSU Denver Online, you can bring that to your home, to your living room. MSU Denver Online has been doing the online education for years. This isn't some quick reaction to, to the events of the world. They know what this is. This is not a lazy experience. Uh, they know how to get, get you prepared for the real world. So check out MSU Denver Online today. Strava Craft Coffee, I can't find the read, but I think I know this oh, one. Oh, you know all about Strava CBD Craft, CBD-infused dude. coffee, what does that mean? Well, it's not going to get you high like weed will, but you will notice some <laughs> effects of this CBD. For example... Which is not a cut. It's going to take a knock off some of that, the edge of some of that uh, anxiety. Should help with some of your IBS. Shout out my fellow IBS sufferers. <laughs> Maybe some joint pain. Oh. It's the best way to start your day. I need coffee in my life as a multimedia journalist person yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but it, look I get anxious and, and with, with Strava Craft Coffee not so much so you can order their CBD infused coffee you can use DNV, code DNVR20 to save 20% off a one time uh, uh, package a one time, yeah, one or you can order. sign up for their subscription service and you can get it every two, three, four, six, eight weeks you can choose what flavor what the dosage is check out Strava Craft Coffee use code DNVR20 dude Guys. Uh, it's true though like Vote needs to definitely needs to have the edge taken off. It's sometimes he's like can't find the right uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, my life's or, hard. Uh, Gary Harris. He's like, uh, <laughs> guys, can I can I tell you I, the greatest tweet somebody just forwarded it to me from a Jazz fan? Twenty twenty, Utah Jazz tank to get Denver in the playoffs. Twenty twenty one, Utah Jazz tank to avoid Denver in the playoffs. <laughs> We're there, baby. <laughs> We're there. That was the we just played the number one team in the NBA. The number one team in the NBA with uh, eleven games in a row, uh, unstoppable, on a roll that couldn't be uh, knocked off. Like, and uh, uh, we just beat the ever-loving shit out of them. It was incredible. Uh, let's go. Feel good about this one, baby. Like I am. I do wonder how often, like, you're on a winning streak. Does it end gracefully? Or do you just get the brakes beat off of you? Not like usually. This? You know, you don't usually, don't usually get the brakes beat off you, though. But right. I mean, if you do, it's, a, it's like a, it's like a, back, yeah. it's like a second baba, second night of a back. To yeah, back. yeah. You know what's funny about them fighting back is if it's the Nuggets because they they only lost, I guess, by thirteen, but they cut it. What was the closest it got? Do you remember? Nine, I think. Nine right? In the to single half. digits. Yeah. You cut it to nine, but then it balloons back up to I twenty or twenty-two or something like that, and then you close it to. 12 or whatever it was at the end. If you're a Nuggets fan, you watch, if, if things were flipped, do you feel good about it? Because I feel like it only feels less good for Denver fans, but still great. Oh, But I, I think if you're Utah, you're like, I mean, we kind of got it close, but we really just got murdered. Um, Yeah, but you're also probably going, we just won 11 in a row and Denver just had an outlier shooting game. That's you know? true. I mean, they're, I'm sure they're not too Jokic absolute. would never go for 47 against Gobert again, they're saying to themselves. No, they're not saying that at all. Is there a stiff breeze coming in? Thank God. Woo. I can't wait. This is gonna be a very exciting edition of uh, of wind chimes, or what do we call this? Or just it's just we're just we're just the man in. with the wind in his hair. Look at how bright that billboard is in the back. There it is, Harrison. How are you, buddy? 
Whoosh. Hey guys, doing well. Doing well. Good to see you guys. Um, so Jokic, I guess, had to get a post post game workout in. Like, is he just on an adrenaline rush? Of course, he had to get the post game lift. In. <laughs> I mean, especially after you go for forty seven. Like, the first thing that you want to do is just go crank out a lift, right? Yeah. It's the first thing you want to do. <laughs> um, so, how was the crowd tonight? Were they really <laughs> they going crazy for this one? It's unbelievable, guys. Like, I don't know if it's, if it's because I haven't been here in a week. They had that long road trip, and I haven't been in Ball Arena in a while. But I know I've talked about how the music, the in-game uh, soundtrack, is just turned up to a ridiculously high level. It seemed even louder today. <laughs> oh man, Harrison Age. It was turned up another couple week. levels today. It was ridiculous. I, but, I'm um, never going to the arena. I can't handle that. I'm Adam old. Is, dude, you're, Adam is way too washed for the ball. Dude, I listen to like <laughs> such gentle music at, a, yeah, yeah. at such a low pace so I could hear traffic when I'm in the car. The, yeah, the know. hardest music. Is you Adam ready? Listen, the <laughs> hardest ready? music Adam listens to is the funky music to start yeah, off with. It's That's true. That's true. It's good music. Um, all right. So let's take us into the postgame commentary here, Harrison. Um, what did Michael Malone have to say? Yeah, we got a lot to get to. Um, okay. Will Barton with some fire quotes. Was he preaching Nicole tonight? Jokic. He was preaching. He was uh. preaching to everybody. Uh, but let's start with Malone, who managed to throw, this was a little unexpected, managed to throw a little jab at Kyrie Irving in yeah. his comments. Dude, you're, you might have been on. Dude, everyone thinks I'm an idiot because I talk like a moron and I laugh at everything, but <laughs> I'm right about like so him. many things. You are right. This is, I, I, everybody thinks you're a genius, Eric. <laughs> Like an idiot savant. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, all right, so what? what's the jab? I want to hear this. So I don't know if the uh, TV camera caught it, but when Michael Malone calls that timeout with Jokic at 47 points, Jamal Murray's dribbling the ball to the floor and oh. kind of chucks it at Malone in a super playful fashion, saying, what, you call a timeout, sub him out so we can't get to 50, and then... Michael Mullen was asked about that post game, and he said, quote, the last time Jamal scored 48, someone else chucked the ball. Obviously <laughs> referencing when Kyrie wow. Irving chucked the ball into the crowd when Jamal had 48 against the Celtics two years ago. Which, remember, he was doing that to protect the integrity of the game. <laughs> right, right. The ball deserved to go into the crowd That's that right. night, as, as I remember Kyrie putting it. <laughs> Man, that's great stuff. We we thought earlier this year that Malone was referencing it in New York when he said something about like I, what was the barb? It was that after the game, people were like, "Who is Malone talking about?" When he said he was upset that um, not everyone not everyone gets to go see their families because blah blah blah. And we were, we were like, "Was he taking a shot at Gary or MPJ?" And I was like, "No, no, no. He's talking about Kyrie, who just went." to a party with his family and then had to be quarantined mm. and missed several weeks. Yeah. So, like Kyrie, Malone versus Kyrie, Kyrie a, real, a real battle. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're making this up. We, had, we don't know. Well, we don't um, know anything. What else, uh, what else from Malone? So a lot of questions about just did Nicola know he had 47? Was he going for 50? Malone said he was oblivious that Nicola had 47. Um, I don't know how much I can believe that. I've got to think he had some idea that he was approaching a career high. Um, and then Malone, uh, he uh, had some great things to say about Faku tonight. About who? Obviously, Faku Composo. Okay. Him, 
Nuggets point guard. Um, <laughs> first half for Faku tonight, but he played some big minutes, I thought, in the second half. And obviously with no Gary Harris, who got hurt tonight, I'm not sure how long he'll be out, but I, I've got to think he'll miss a game or two at least. No P.J. Dozier. The responsibility kind of fell on Faku to, to carry his weight in that second half, and I thought he played some big minutes. And, of course, he had that air ball and then came back with a made three, some other big plays down the stretch, and Malone yeah. said that Faku had some big cojones tonight. Nice. <laughs> Malone is so good. You were talking about the East Coast. Everybody has to be a little sharper. Malone is like first team all sharp. Like he just has it on the. Did he, it did comes fast to him. He's going to talk his way into the upper echelon of coaches. Oh, Post game routine. Did he alone. say cojones? <laughs> um, was there an update on Gary Harris at all, or, or just an explanation about what it is that, that happened? Uh, no, we didn't get one. It, it was interesting, though. He left the game I think in pretty much like his standard substitution in the first quarter right. and then went to the locker room and then we never saw him again and he was ruled out at halftime so we'll see I mean the adductor thing with Gary it's a left adductor which is what his injury is right now that's scary uh, the lower body injuries with him are scary he obviously missed time last year with the right adductor uh, so not good there and he was in a great rhythm, so uh, rough timing. Yeah, that is really rough timing. I'm sure we'll get some an update before long. I would assume he's almost certainly out tomorrow. The Nuggets, man, the schedule. I, it, I don't want to blame this on a schedule. You never know. But, like, if you would have told me the Nuggets have a five-game road trip that features overtime, then double overtime, and then a 1.30 start 36 hours after that road trip, I'd be like, yeah, that's where the injuries are going right. to happen. Let's be right. careful because that's the, that's the point. And so – it sucks that, well, he, that this happened. But here's the thing: like this game showed me everything I needed to see about the Nuggets. Like, can they rise up to to point. go up against the top team in the he NBA when they're coming in on 11 game win streak and destroy them? Like, yes, they can. So, you know, we may tumble over the next few. We may lose a few, but like, don't worry about the Nuggets. We're going to get to the playoffs, and then this is what you can expect out of the Nuggets when things matter. I think you're right about this. They were resilient last year. That's why they won 3-1 two times in a row. It's why they right. were so good in the clutch. It's why they had won the, the seven. They were resilient. And early on this season, we hadn't seen that resiliency. Nope. But over the last 10 games or so, we've started to see it again, and tonight was like, boom, that's it. Vintage, Almost as though they're nuggets. back. Almost <laughs> as if they're back. Uh, anything else from Malone, their, their wind? Yeah, um, definitely some other stuff from Malone. I just want to say uh, one more thing on the schedule, like like you were talking about. The Nuggets had to be at the arena at 11 p.m. last night for testing, for COVID testing. And then when I came in here, it said on the uh, Jumbotron that they had to be back here at 6 a.m. this morning for testing for the 1.30 start. This doesn't make sense, man. Like, they really... Everything you can do to try to, like, take Denver out of this game, and they still step up. It's insane. Although yeah. this tells me we hear so much about sleep and how important it is. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. I slept, like, 11 minutes last night. <laughs> and I've, I've never been better. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy, though. I had seen something come through on Twitter about that, and I, that's just absolutely insane. We don't realize... It's not just that people sometimes say pro athletes, all they do, what do you mean they can't play a game? Like, dude, there's so many other things that go into this. And I'm tired. <laughs> I'd like to go to sleep yeah. like another human. Yeah. 
Keep it coming. Uh, let me get to what, let me get to what, what Will Barton had to say after this one because he had some fire quotes on Nikola Jokic. He was talking about just defenses guarding him lately and really over all this season. He said, "Quote: There's really nothing they can do. The guy really has no flaws on offense. He has no weaknesses. Oof. To be honest, it's really up to him every night." That's fire. Jokic with Will Barton's mentality. Maybe a lesser player, but definitely a better scorer. He's probably the coolest. He's player. averaging fifty points a game. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. His mentality. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's really true. It's really true. He's seen more single coverage, I think, than really he ever has over a prolonged stretch during the regular season. Uh, teams aren't doubling him as much, particularly at the start of games, and he's just taking advantage because if you do double him, he's going to finish with eighteen assists. Right. You guard him one on one, he's going to score forty-seven points. So, uh, there's no way to guard him. He's he's unguardable. So it, it, it's wild. MVP stuff from him right now. What else we got? Yeah, yeah no. Barton has another one. Um, let me see here. Yeah, Barton. He says he told Jokic to go for fifty <laughs> right before he was subbed out, and then Will goes, "Quote, you know, he doesn't really care about that stuff, though." And then. Barton on Faku, he says he told Faku right after the game that, quote, you closed the game out for us. He thought Faku was huge yeah. down the stretch today. I mean, he was right. <laughs> that was a very accurate. Sir, uh, uh, Argentina slowly coming around to Barton now after that quote? Like, oh, <laughs> probably not. Probably International not, yeah. relations. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad, yeah, Barton. Yeah, he knows a thing. Um, you gotta love Barton, though. You gotta love Thrill. Shouting out Jokic and Compasso. I think his teammates do. Yeah. Oh, there's no question. I mean, that's do. the thing. That's yeah. the irony. I, wanna, I want like one like minute of Barton hype in my life, like a hype man. Dude. Like I want to like uh, like win a lottery or something where I get to have Will Barton be my heart hype man for a day. Just follow me around, and be like, yo. I don't care what they're saying. You can get a refill of that Coke. You do it, King. You get it. I'll be like, I will, Will Barton. <laughs> All right, what else we got? What else we got, Harrison? Who else spoke? Uh, so from Yoke, who's, who's the only other guy we heard from, he was asked about going for 50. Uh, did he know he was at 47? Did he know he was at his career high? Um, he just pretty much said, I think the main thing is just to win the game. He did say, though, this, this was great. You guys will love this. Quote, I'm glad that I beat Mike Miller. I think his career high was 45. And it was. <laughs> I love that, man. Was cognizant of, Michael, uh, of Mike Miller's career high, which was 45. That's he, great. But not his own. That. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. That, that, right. That's right. so great, man. I wonder how much those yeah. guys still talk. We got to get Mike on the show, man. I'm, I'm going to work well, on that. I'm like, going to get him on the show. I would say, based on the fact that we know that they're two adult males, they never talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got, Harrison? All uh, right. So the only other uh, interesting thing from Yoke, I thought, our guy Matt Moore asked him about just kind of the defenders that were thrown his way, Gobert, Favors. It seemed like Bogdanovich was even guarding him some. Yeah. Does he play differently when he's got bigger or smaller guys on him? And this was fascinating, I thought. Yoke said that when he has smaller players on him, he likes to play in the pick and roll. Because how he explained it, he doesn't think smaller guards just know how to guard big men in pick and rolls. They it's interesting. Get confused. They don't know whether, you know, to, to blitz, to, to double. They just don't have experience in those types of coverages right. guarding them. 
And so he said his strategy a lot of times when he's guarded by a smaller guy is just to put them in ball action like that and pick and rolls because it confused the defense. thought that was interesting. I think that's really interesting because you remember Dwight back in the day. It was such a big deal for him to try to go down to the post this or that, even though it wasn't true. And I like what I like about this is Jokic, you would always think, mouse in the house, you've got to punish him. It's like manly. you got to outman them and throw your way around. And he's like... You know, they actually suck worse at this thing, and so I'm going to do it whether I get credit for it or not. It's just so it's so fascinating. I mean, the number one trait Jokic has isn't his passing. It's not his shooting. It's not all this stuff. It's that he always wants to do whatever is, like, the smartest thing. And if it's picking, rolling a little guy, he'll do that. It just there's no ego to it that in, in that way, at least, and it's so cool. Yeah. That, that's all I got, though. Um, great day, though. Great day, though, at, at uh, Ball Arena here. Do you, we were asking this question earlier, and I'm curious your thoughts, but Utah, you know, they had an 11-game win streak going on. They had, uh, you know, they <laughs> tanked for up? Denver, all this different, all these different things. And more importantly, they have Rudy Gobert, a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Do you think there's anything to when Gobert gets destroyed – the teammates look around and go like, this is a bad matchup for us. Like they just, our best doesn't go well against their best. And, and psychologically, Denver has this meaningful edge. I think there's no question they have a little edge on them, but a meaningful edge against Utah. No doubt. Um, no doubt. And look, I, the Jazz have been great. They've been the hottest team in the league. Michael Blum said they're currently the best team in the league pregame. But I'll be very curious to see how the strategy that they play, the, the, the style that they play translates to a playoff environment. Mm. Because I'm still taking Denver's two-man game and Jokic over what the Jazz have done, even across this 10-game win streak, any day of the week in a, in a playoff setting. Which two, which two men? Because <laughs> it's really more of a one-man game at this point. Yeah, I mean, he meant Compazzo and Jokic. Jokic and Barton. Harrison, thanks so much for the reporting, man. That was great stuff. Very windy. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be back here tomorrow. Right, we see just you guys. I think you were saying something. Right yeah. Now. yeah, we'll see you later, buddy. Nerd. Thanks, <laughs> nerd. Um, anything else? Did anything we didn't get to, Kale? Is there any super chat or something we need to address before we get out? All right, we can get out of here this Sunday. Sun's just setting here in Denver and oh, setting really. on the Jazz's win streak indeed uh, as well. No, the sun is But the sun setting. is rising. The sun crashed on top of the win streak <laughs> and burned them all. I think they were eclipsed. By <laughs> they were eclipsed. A brighter star. A super <laughs> star, super. if you will. Um, thanks, super everybody, for hanging out with us. Thanks for everybody that came down to the bar today. This Dude, was a great so day at dope. the bar. Um, it was a great day to be out. It's like 60 degrees in Denver today. Just a, every vibes, vibes on 100. I think we get another 60 degree, degree day tomorrow. Sweet. Which I'm excited for, but also nervous about. So, um, but we'll just keep it. Big moving. picture, concerning, micro scale, pretty. Very tight. exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Don't forget, leave a like there. We got the haters, man. The haters are showing up. I know. I know. We had well over a thousand for most of the show. So let's get that likes up. Like it really show. helps us grow the we show. Are, we are leveling up. We are getting to a new hater strategy. Oh, I hit. Do you guys know today, last day of the month, or maybe yesterday oh. was hit hit the mark. We got over eight thousand subscribers. Followers, more problems, baby. More haters. <laughs> we'll see everybody tomorrow. Don't forget the pregame show. Let's go. Gonna be an interesting one. Go Nugs. No matter what type of student you are, if you're a first-time freshman who's going to college for the first time, or maybe you are somebody who already has a bunch of credits under your belt and you're just looking to finish some up and get your degree, 
Maybe you're looking to go back to school and get a second degree. Whatever type of student you may be, check out the course list and the classes online at MSU Denver Online. They've got an awesome selection no matter what type of student you are. If you are working a job on the side, the teachers at MSU Denver Online are awesome at accommodating for the time you've got to commit to your job and the time you can commit to your classes. I took a class with MSU Denver Online last summer. It was a great experience. So many things that I learned in the classroom, in the virtual classroom, I can apply to my job now and apply to so many other aspects of life as well. So it's an affordable education and it's a great education as well. It's pretty much the same education that you're getting at that traditional four-year college. So check out their entire course list online, msudenver.edu backslash online.